Now tuning in to Earbud Media. Audio for everyone. Ready to buy Jocelyn's things, and if by that I mean sing, so stop! Don't fucking plug Jocelyn's on the. <laughs> That's the true. Podcast. Yeah, actually bleep them and bleep them until they pay yeah. us. Bleep them until bleep they them pay until us. they give us custom into the Twilight <laughs> class rings. <laughs> Holy shit! I want Could nothing you imagine? more. Yes, that's the only way I'll wear a class ring, baby. I want one of the cuffs that Edward wore in Twilight. Like, I want her own fucking mm-hmm. sigil. Yeah, one's got little fangs on them, the other's just got, like, a butt plug or something. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's just, no, 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 I know exactly what it's going to be. It's going to be okay. a rose with some vampire uh-huh. fangs on it, and so that way it can be a rosebud, and it's just a subtle little asshole. Oh, cute. A little rose and some fangs, and it'll yeah. be great. Jocelyn's? Yeah. Wait. Their name is still bleeped. Um, <laughs> hey, you know who you are. Hit me up. <laughs> just shouting that out into the universe. Yeah, just some wish fulfillment in this in this podcast. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you can't get it unless you ask. You know what I mean? So yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <sighs> Cody, how the hell are you doing? I'm all right, man. I'm getting some good vibes post our bonus Jonas recording Listen, <laughs> for our Patreon. I same. First of all. There's something to be said about these little bonus Jonas's that we're doing. They definitely hype me up and get me incredibly excited so that I don't start to feel the pain that is you until a little bit yeah. later into the episode. And then it's like, ooh, then it hits. It's like little ibuprofen for this show, I would say. And I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So enjoy those. This will be our second bonus Jonas that's already up. For Ooh. folks to listen to. Come get it. And the, it's some good shit, folks. That's all I'm saying. It's some good shit that's up there. It's that uncut, unedited, good stuff for you. <laughs> that raw, unfiltered shit. It's that GMO-free, organic, kosher, gluten-free, good shit. Coming at Hell you. Hell yeah. Ooh. So welcome to the Twilight, where we promote old high school companies and talk about butt plugs and yeah mm-hmm. we also talk about mm, existential dread <laughs> go yes it needed to have a little bit of its own build up there yeah no no but it was worth it yes you needed i needed to make sure that you wanted it yeah we have quite a bit to talk about yes. today. Oh my god. Um, there are some current, current events. There there are, yes. The first current, current event um, is that it is spring now, which yes. means for us here in the Northern Hemisphere, daylight is here. She is yeah. powerful. Um, yes. And I don't know how it is in the Midwest for you, but in a span of a month, we have gone from the most snowfall 
that we've ever had to it being 80 degrees in March. Oh my god. So climate change, folks. Yeah. She's here. Yeah. I mean, this it's it's a similar thing over here, but just, you know, in a midwestern scale <laughs> where it starts much lower and then goes up. But it's like we had the most horrible like polar vortex shit. What? Like a month or two ago. Mm-hmm. And that was negative 50 degrees with wind chill and now we're like in a cool 50 which is like unheard of (laughs) um so that's weird and i'm scared but also i'm great because it's warm and i can wear my cool jackets again yeah like 50 (laughs) is about what i expect for march and i love that yeah 50 is cool i'm I'm into a 50 50 is light jacket weather and i love that and so when i come out and it's mid-march and i have it being 80 degrees out what the fuck? I don't need to yeah. be hot and sweaty in March. Yeah, that's like, ow, I'm sweaty. It's I'm a hard pass. No thanks. Anyways, um, <clears throat> things that are not a hard pass are our first current event this week. Ah! <laughs> it's film news, folks. Ah! <laughs> Cody. That's my my film foghorn. All right, Foghorn Leghorn, tell me about this. Yeah, that's me. You know me. Um, Film Horn Leghorn. (laughs) (laughs) That's my new movie review site. I love it. It's so important. (laughs) Fucking Robert Pattinson's the movie news again. We just can't stop talking about this boy. He's he's in every movie now. He's so important. He's making money moves, and I'm into it, and I'm proud of him. His agent cares so much about his movie success, unlike Janelle Monae's. Yeah. And that's... Unlike Janelle Monae. <laughs> and that's honestly a wild. It's rude and disrespectful, but I'm glad he's getting his coin. True. So, so what is this? Robert Pattinson just got cast in the new Christopher Nolan film, along with, even more importantly, Elizabeth Debicki. <laughs> <laughs> it's so important. Yes. It's so important. They're both so hot, and I'm just so overwhelmed. And I don't, I don't know. I'm not, like, the biggest Dunkirk head or whatever, or the biggest Nolan bro. I don't know. I'm, like, into it. Um, but I, and I don't know what, really, this next, nobody really knows what this next piece is, is gonna be. But it's gonna come out in July 2020. Currently, it's titled untitled so right so ooh, mysterious <laughs> i'm looking at these photos of the two of them from this wrapped or from the rap article and they yeah. both have this little fucking cute smirk on their faces yeah and it's oh if that's any indication for what this movie is gonna be like <sighs> sweet God, jesus just so powerful if you don't know everyone needs to know that elizabeth debecky is 6'3 and that's just so important and so good Ugh. and so powerful mm. Mm. god I can't wait. I cannot wait. My loins are just (laughs) not ready. Holy shit. I can't wait. Um, I think this household is a a Nolan bro household. And so... Yeah. I think... I have heard Chris utter Arpats' name more in the past month than I've ever heard him say his name. Yeah. Between Batman and now this. Um, It's... Honestly, Arpaz is making his way into the mainstream in a way that I don't know that he ever has before. Uh, yeah, like like in terms of acclaimed stuff, like things that are like genuinely like respected. Yes. So I'm 
I am intrigued. That's for sure. Hell yeah. Oh, oh my God. Okay. So this next thing is just a little, a little appreciation post for the Twitter that is out of context Twilight. Ugh, braver than the Marines. It's just, it's so important. And speaking about bringing Twilight to the mainstream, it's so good. So this is a BuzzFeed listicle um, that I love so much, especially for the first photo that's on it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's It has the, the article writer, I think it's pronounced Ahis, and it seems like mm. they're their friend here holding copies of freaking dawn (laughs) and what looks like photo bucket edits on it yeah and it's so pure and it makes me incredibly happy um especially with at the bottom where it says freaks in general xd uh (laughs) it's just it's a mood is all i'm gonna say yeah, I love Dusty Cheerios yep. up in the top corner. <laughs> yep, that's there's so much happening there um, yeah. that I love. Anyways, if you have not, and I don't know how you would at this point, um, have been following Out of Context Twilight, it's it's a gem. It brings light into this dark, dark world. And this BuzzFeed, BuzzFeed piece is some of the choicest selections, I would say. God, there's so many good screen grabs. <laughs> like, the captioners do a really good job. <laughs> they do a lot of good work here. It's some of I love <sighs> to point out number three. Please where... do. <laughs> it's, just... it's Jacob being like, here goes nothing. And Charlie's like, what are you doing? And he starts taking his shirt off. <laughs> it's like, Jacob, put your clothes on. <laughs> so it's just like mid taking off a shirt. It's like, you don't live in the world you think you old man it's like jacob i'm just trying to have a conversation with you. please put your clothes on jacob we're in a starbucks what are you doing right now jacob this is a wendy's <laughs> can't just take your shirt off. oh my god one of my personal favorites is number seven, which is yeah. Bella post-vampire-ness, when she just <laughs> fucking fights a mountain lion, but the, the, <laughs> the fucking subtitles say fights a puma, uh, and I love that a lot. Isn't that the one where Ficklefish retweeted it was like, what, you never fought a puma yep. before? <laughs> exactly. It's right. like, it's not a puma. <laughs> you should know this. Do you ever just fight the company yeah. puma? <laughs> yeah uh, always um tag yourself i am number 18 which is in twilight when edward's like i can hear everyone's minds in this fucking restaurant and it's just like sex love money sex money sex money cat <laughs> and the guy just like deep sighs yeah I love the I love the first one where it's Alice doing the uh, where, oh, vampire baseball. <laughs> it's just her like kicking up her leg and all this stuff and like doing the most. And that like is a prime example of like being gay and doing sports. <laughs> True. <laughs> that fucking leg. <laughs> oh my god! It's like I don't know what I'm doing, but I am gonna have fun while. <laughs> but I am gonna show you how strong I am and right. how much I can point my toe. Yes, I do do theater. Thank you for noticing. <laughs> I have many skills in the first I am so multifaceted. Thank you. 
Oh my god. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's just so important. Everyone tag yourselves, let us know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. One bit of downer and then we'll come back up. <laughs> so levels we gotta have levels multi-faceted people so as you all might know girl scout cookie season happened is happening i think i think it's still happening okay it's it's i think if you just scream into the void a girl scout will come up and <laughs> give you a cookie <laughs> it's like punch you in the face <laughs> it's like that skittles vine but for cookies <laughs> um yeah great so their girl scout cookies are happening great. What came into the press recently is that this, there's a 10 year old girl named Gracie, who's a Girl Scout, um, who's, who is trying to meet her goal of selling Girl Scout cookies. Understandable. Mm -hmm. Trying to, you know, live her life, be an entrepreneur, get it done. Somehow Taylor Lautner found out about this and was like, cool, want to help you out. Now, one thing to know is that Gracie has cerebral palsy, and in the process of trying to help, um, Taylor Lautner was like, hey, yo, how about Gracie? She needs to sell all these Girl Scout cookies, and so everybody was like, for sure, for sure. Now, on the surface, great, cool, thanks Taylor Lautner. What I've noticed about all of the press about this, though, is that they, all the press is focusing on Taylor Lautner. Instead yeah. of Gracie. <laughs> like, yeah. It's always been like, oh, Taylor Lautner, this able bodied man is just doing so right. much to help this disabled Saving girl. Saving the day. Yeah. Yeah. When it's like, no, nah, I mean, she was out there. She was doing yeah. the work. She was hustling, all right? <laughs> <laughs> she just, you know, Taylor Lautner had the pleasure of meeting her. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Listen. It just... My favorite part of this is that, um, to illustrate that Taylor Lautner is part of this story, instead of, like, putting screen grabs or, like, regular photos, mm. they do embeds from Taylor Lautner and Jacob Black's Facebook pages yeah. from six and seven years ago, one of which is important to note from the Jacob Black fan page. This is, like, a photo of him and Bella. Uh, him and, Bella. Same. and the caption is... Like, if you wish you were a werewolf, too. And, uh, Cody, can you mention how many likes there are, please? <laughs> 93,000. <laughs> we have so many furries in the midst. Yeah. Uh, and there's also one on his motorbike, and it's like, where do you think he's going? <laughs> like, I don't know, don't make me fucking guess. Is this, like, a fucking how many jelly beans are in a jar question? Right, like, this is bad engagement. <laughs> I... I want to, hold on, I need to figure out what people said on here. I mean, there's 27,000 comments on that, so I guess they're doing all right. I guess people have a lot to say. Um, actually, a lot of these are just pretty thirsty comments, if I'm going to be honest. Well, hey. So, wow, a lot of these are fairly recent. So, last bit of news for this week is from the website Junkie, and it is this, like, ode to thirst watching. Um, Hell yeah. Which is is very good in and of itself. And the reason why it popped up into our, our Daily Digest here is they've mentioned the history of thirst watching in our, our recent culture being mm. one of them being our paths in Twilight. Yeah. Um, and how when you start thirst watching for someone, it leads you down like the rabbit hole of what else they've done. And so mm. it mentions here like 
if you swooned for our paths in Twilight, it'll lead you down the rabbit hole of like uh, his latest film, High Life, and things like that. Um, yeah. But what I love about this piece is just how very like thirst aid kit it is, how very like unapologetic it is for yeah. loving what you watch and doing that however you choose to. Yeah. Be horny. Yes. It also it also reminds me of when celebrities go on TV shows and read thirst comments out loud and they yeah. don't always know that they're thirst comments because they come off in a very angry way. <laughs> um, but I I love this. They have some choice ones in here about some of some of the faves. Um, but I just like the idea that this is something that is continually being talked about. It's yeah. very good. We got a question slash recommendation. Hell yeah. Um, of what we are doing after you, which we're like more than halfway done with this first season. Yeah. And I, I want to make sure that people are aware of like what the trajectory is here of we're watching this first because it, was and still like sort of is in in popular comments um and like being talked about and then we're going back and reading the book yeah we're gonna get deep into it y'all yeah don't worry yeah and hopefully like by that point we'll have some more news about season two yeah so we'll see how that goes um but we did get Mm -hmm. a recommendation for what to do after that which seems so far away but it's a ya series called A Court of Thrones and Roses. Have you ever heard of this? Yes. Oh. Yes. Tell me about I've it. I've read I've read one of them, I think. Um yeah, so Sarah uh, listen, back when I was a, a book internet person, <laughs> um <laughs> it was a rough time. We all make mistakes and that's fine. Yep. Um so Sarah J. Mass was like a huge thing. She was like or she is a huge thing still I guess. Um she writes these like YA fantasy novels um and a lot of them are horny and great (laughs) um i read i think the first book of this series i think it's two or three books i'm not exactly sure um and i hated it oh no um because well so it's supposed to the thing that she also likes to do is like retellings of like things similar to 50 shades and everything um so it's supposed to be kind of like a beauty and the beast retelling sort of it's also been a while since I've read it, but, like, that's kind of the main thing it takes. And then I also think it takes other directions and other fantasy lore or whatever. Uh-huh. She kind of was famous because she first started this Throne of Glass series, which was, like, a huge YA fantasy, like, multi-book phenomenon okay. that people are obsessed with. And I read the first one of that, and I thought it was fine. And then this one also came out, and then it was just, like... Because this one is less YA and more, like, NA almost, because it's, like, explicitly, like, sex and sexy. But, yeah, there's there's stuff to talk about if we wanted to, to do it. It seems like a trip. I would also like to I'd be interested to revisit it, too. Wow. I'm yeah. intrigued yeah. by this. There's also a love triangle, which, like, can we just stop it? True. Stop it. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah. Um, but I'm intrigued by the suggestion, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I Just <laughs> listening to this, I don't, I don't know. But I'm I'm intrigued. Yeah. And it just seems so far away, I guess, 
is what yeah, I'll say. Yeah, it's true. We'll get there when we get yes, there. Yes, exactly. Um, it's on the table. True. Yeah, there's nothing that, I guess, isn't or isn't off the table for me at this yeah. point. Listen, if the money's right... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Speaking of which, we have this ridiculous episode of television to talk about today. Oh, my God. <laughs> And I thought it keeps surprising me how bad it can get. I agree. And I didn't think that that was quite possible, but here we are. Yeah. This is episode 6 of season 1 and it's titled mm. it's got a fucking fancy name. I think it's Amorfu, Amorfo. Sure. I sure. listen, hey, listen. <laughs> Stop kidding yourselves. None of you know how to pronounce. Hey. Gang. <laughs> yes. And I so last week, right, I, we found out more, I guess, that Joe is incredibly bad at murder. Mm-hmm. Tries to kill Peach in the park in broad daylight. <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> yeah, and we find out at the very end that after he got his ass beat by Ron, yeah. that yeah. Peach didn't die. You know, that's fine. Um, and he's like, oh, yeah. she's a lot. Really good lying skills. So when this episode starts, it's been, I think he says three days or something. And he's walking with the saddest balloon possible. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) It's like, is this the end? (laughs) Yeah. He was talking about like walking to the gallows and stuff like that. Um, But when they get there, Peach looks fine. Like I expected... I mean, I know he only hit her once, but when they showed it last episode, she had this, like, huge gash on her face. And it's been yeah. only three days, and somehow she's fine. <laughs> hmm. um, anyways, what I love is that they're all at Bex, Annika, and uh, I still don't remember her name. Um, oh. Anyways, <laughs> Peach's friends are there. And what I love about this is she goes up and is like, Joseph. And she does this, like, very slow talking at him and is like, you were right about the stalker. But... They, Joe doesn't really stay long. Like, he has to take off everything that he had from, like, touching, what was it, like, the subway or other people. And then as soon as Beck leaves to go make tea, Joe is in the kitchen talking to her about this. Peach comes up next to Joseph to talk to Beck and is like, um, Beck, I'm sorry, can you ask your dirtbag boyfriend to leave because yeah. um male energy in my healing space just uh isn't optimal and what I love about this is Beck's like um Joe can hear you he's standing right next to you but uh he doesn't give a fuck so yeah. Joe has to leave and under the guise that he has to go like do errands or something here's a fucking thing that's inexcusable that happens in this interaction please Joe comes into the space he takes off his coat and he immediately throws it on the stovetop yeah you, as you <laughs> like do. an animal <laughs> like a fucking barbarian yes it, it makes so offensive it's disrespectful it's also unsafe but apparently joe doesn't give a flying fuck no we find out from a little bit of joe's snooping is that one she's booked these two tickets to Paris Mm -hmm. you know why not and also that her and Beck are headed to her like family estate in Connecticut to like relax or something yeah of course Joe's not cool with that whoa 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 and he he's not subtle about it goes off and tells 
back, like, you know she faked her suicide. He, like, unfurls his entire conspiracy theory, like, out to back. It's like, bro, that's something that's inside your head and should never leave. Like, that's for the monologue. That's not for your living, breathing human girlfriends. And it's, like, in his workplace. Yeah. Beck, like, comes while Peach is at this, like, treatment thing. And so they're in the bookstore having this argument. Especially because he... So he says Peach loves her. She faked her suicide. Beck then assumes that he thinks the stalker isn't real. And when Joe says, that's not what I said, Beck says that his victim blaming sounds a lot like 4chan. And I wanted to die a little bit because this was on television. And don't say those words out loud. Don't say 4chan out loud. Yeah. (laughs) So, of course, Joe is going to follow them to Connecticut because, sure, here's what I don't understand. Why does Joe have all of Benji's stuff still? Because he's a bad murderer. <laughs> yes. I feel like that's what he just put everything in a bin and it was just like, that's, I can get, I can get rid of that later. I got bigger fish to fry and just never did. <laughs> just put that shit in a container store bin and hoped for the best, apparently. Yeah. Um, I feel like. We've all been there. From what he's done so far, him putting on Benji's watch with absolutely no remorse was the creepiest thing for me. Because it was just like, yeah. wow, he does not he does not even recognize anything about what he's doing here. Yeah. Before he goes to leave, we see Paco's mom for the first time. She does this thing of like, I owe you one. Great. That'll come up later on. Joe still feels like shit from Ron kicking his ass. So he takes these pain meds and then starts driving to Connecticut because sure. Almost kills a deer. Again, sure. And then the first of what I think is three hallucinations of Candace come up. Yes. Yeah. The first one is, so in this car, where it, she is all, like, dolled up and just having a, having a little conversation. And so one of the things to keep in mind about these hallucinations is they are not subtle about it throughout this episode of, like, it's when he starts to, like, pass out. We have to talk about this cop scene just, like, real quick. Yeah. We gotta. It just, just guys being dudes and dudes being guys on the side of the road in the middle of nowhere. Just talking about, you know, the ships and the open sea. Yeah, exactly. Just talking about boats, as you do. Like bros do. We've all been there. Yeah. I, Joe's like, no, I didn't get in a car crash. No, I haven't been drinking. No, I'm not under the influence, sir. I simply got robbed. And I'm a rich man, sir. So don't worry about it. And yeah. that works, Wait, apparently. <laughs> right. <laughs> so great. <laughs> and it's so funny that he's like, he explains what he's going to do and why he's doing it. And then he does it. It's so unnecessary. It's like oh, well, I'm going to say, you know, I'm going to offer him to go on my boat so he doesn't run my plates. And then he does that. And then he's like, see, now he's not going to run my plates. Like, Joe, shut up. I can get it. I understand what you're saying. Pretty obvious. I got it. I got it. I understand. As soon as he gets there, he's like, I'm just going to tinker with these doors a little bit. Oh, weird. They're open. I guess I have to go in now. What? Um, what I Don't mind if I do. Don't... Yes, exactly. <laughs> If you insist, door. 
He's like, I wasn't planning on breaking and entering, but since I guess you left the door for me, I have to. <laughs> when they shoot over to Peach and Beck, Peach has this like huge breakfast spread open and is apparently suggesting the most like layman things to do of like yeah. going shopping at the mall and then going to see a movie. <laughs> And it's just like... You haven't shopped retail since 2009. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite fucking thing. It was a lot. It was like, since she said what? Since like the Steve Madden incident or something? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was awful. Yeah. Um, so they go out, though, apparently. And as soon as they come back, Joe's still there. Um, mm-hmm. And... I, apparently they've gotten back this like fancy dress so she's gonna take a bath and then get all dressed up for some surprise and then this fucking tv show does this scene where beck gets into the bathtub peach is watching her and then joe is watching peach and it's like stop <laughs> this fucking train of lawyers just like i hate it yeah uh it's awful anyways it's it's still so unself-aware the fact is that joe is like "Ugh, peach what the fuck is up with this girl meanwhile he's still exhibiting the same behaviors as her i don't understand it's true just like like beck can't you see it's so obvious like yeah beck can't you see (laughs) you're surrounded by not great people in all aspects of your life yeah, it's it's incredibly unself-aware and definitely shows that he is uh he is not all there. That's no. for sure. Um especially because he pees in a jar in his house. Yeah, he does do that. He's he like, "Oh, that. I'll come back for that." Um guess what, listener? He doesn't. <laughs> he does also, not. Also, you know, another horrific thing he does when he's alone and surviving off of this mansion, I guess. Is that he tries to sew his wound. (gasps) I was going to not talk about that, but oh boy. I'm going to talk about it very briefly because I don't, I didn't, I barely watched it because it made me nauseous. But he's like going through the medicine cabinet and he's like looking at pills like a fucking creep. Uh, And he also, there's a fucking sewing kit inside of the medicine cabinet in the bathroom. I don't understand why that's there. But then he's like, this is the perfect opportunity for me to fucking stitch up my own wound on my face. No, Joe, you are not qualified. Put it down. Put the needle down. It's awful. Yeah. Especially because of the fact that assuming all he's had in the last 12 hours is pain medicine. Yeah. He's been in two traumatic incidents in the past 24 hours. And he's just like, cool, cool, cool. I'm steady and also in my right mind enough to be able to do this to myself. Sir. No. Sir. Hey, sir. Um, so while this is all happening, um, Peach, we find out Peach has a gun. Sure. Um. Cool, cool, cool. Super cool. Um, and when Beck comes down after getting into this super fancy dress, we find out that, um, well, Peach finally tells Beck about Paris. And... To me, it felt very much like a Hills moment of like, yeah. oh, will she, won't she? Is she going to be the girl that doesn't go to Paris? Like, okay. <laughs> um, and then in another turn of the weirdest night, there's this random dude there 
that apparently both Peach and Beck know, but like as an audience member, we don't know him at all. He's no. just Raj, the medical student who brought X to the party. <laughs> like, uh, cool, cool, cool. Um, one of my favorite things about this interaction when they're all like tripping off their minds, Beck is like, it does something that is very on brand of her of like platonic massage train. I'll be in front. <laughs> Um, and he's like, shut up, Beck. You're annoying. Beck, get out of here. You're so annoying. Um, meanwhile, Joe is literally under the bed <laughs> during this time. <laughs> um, because, again, he's awful at doing anything like this. Um, yeah. Then, Not his expertise. Yes. Not his forte. Peach tries, well, does, kiss Beck. Beck's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Not cool with me. Um, I'm gonna go. Uh, I said alone. platonic <laughs> massage train. Thank you. Yes, exactly. Um, and so, but apparently, like Peach is still horny, so she's like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna have sex with Raj." Um, <laughs> apparently, she has this box of sex <laughs> Yes, <laughs> underneath the bed, which had somehow gotten like moved over while Joe was under there, so he has to like nudge it forward. <laughs> For like, Peach give it to, to her. <laughs> yeah. And my favorite thing about this is that, like, during this whole thing, Peach is, like, very communicative about what she wants. Great. Good. Yeah. Um, and then we just get this part where Joe is under the bed, camera on him, and we just... <laughs> we know that Peach just grabbed, like, a vibrator or some sort of, like, dildo. And then we just yeah. hear Raj go, oh, my God, that's interesting. <laughs> My the 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 large note that I've put in in my notes while watching this is just peach pegs. Oh my god! Yes, because <laughs> that was the best thing that's ever happened. It was so important, and the yeah. delivery of Raj when he said it. There's right. I just I need that as oh. like an isolated clip because it was so important. Yeah, put that on the soundboard. Yes, just smash that button. Oh my god! So. Joe is still under this bed. Like, there's no way to for him to, like, yeah. move. But in the morning, because um, Beck had, like, texted him in the middle of the night being like, I don't want to go to Paris. And he's like, lol, Paris, what? Um, I definitely don't know, don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in the morning, Beck is up early, packed all her stuff, and is like, um, Peach, I'm not going to Paris with you. I'm, it's not cool that you kissed me last night. And so they get into this little tiff about their usual stuff where he's just trying to, like, turn things on her and help her realize how selfish she is, but it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, And then we find out that she's going to take what seems to be the most expensive Uber back to the city. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Cross-state Uber. (laughs) Yeah. There's no real explanation of, like, for going to There's a train for that. You can just go on. It's like an hour. (laughs) You can just... But she's like, Take my my Uber's here. <laughs> Sorry, I gotta go. I'm gonna spend three hundred dollars to get home. It was it was very ridiculous. I'm hoping that yeah. she took an Uber to take a train, but we don't know. Who can say? Um, during this time, Joe has like moved from underneath the bed, and he has like an his third hallucination. Which, during all these, it's still Candace. I think the first one was in the car. Was the second one where they were, um, she was sitting 
and playing the ukulele or whatever it was. Yeah, in the bathroom, yeah. He was like, do you know Sabbath? Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Oh, in the kitchen, yeah. It was like... Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so this third one is Candace, like, turning her phone over, being like, I... Or no... Maybe that was. We the, also that was have the one when they're making out. You know oh, I mean? that's right. Okay, yeah. So and there she's was like four. Beck, and it's also her. And then he's like, you know, you're not actually alike, or are you? I'm not. My brain isn't really good right now. <laughs> <laughs> Me. Um, yeah. But I know. I think the last one is where she gets pissed off at him, right? In the hallucination. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Because Candace is like, I something's wrong with you. Like I thought this break would be good for you, but it's not. And. So we know, like, because of these hallucinations, he's passed out somewhere. And when he comes to, fucking Peach is there. And then just yeah. fucking slaps the shit out of him. Hell yeah. And it's, uh, it's moot. So, Joe looks like hell. And they're having yeah. this, this dialogue between each other where Peach finally realizes that, like, her suspicions have been right all along. Realizes that he's wearing Benji's watch and is like, um, okay. And then they do like a little scuff of doodle out into the <laughs> outside. Well, it's true. And yeah, yeah, sure. Because Joe does what was incredibly, like, probably one of the best things as far as like murder goes that he's done where he like yeah. fakes being dead. Cause he got, he did get shot, like grazed by a bullet. Yeah. Um, and so when peach goes over to like confirm he's dead, he's just like, whoop, got you. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Anyways. Um, but we don't see what happens cause it's just like an off pan gunshot. Yeah. And then the iconic peach voiceover, it's just, <sighs> I, I can't say I'm surprised that he made it look like a suicide for her. Yeah. But it's still gross. It's so gross. And it, like, cuts to him also saying it out loud, which is just, like, disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, it's He's so proud of himself. It's like, fuck you. Yeah, especially when Joseph. the- Joseph. 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 <laughs> especially when the episode ends and he's like, that was a week ago. Um, <laughs> you invited me to the funeral, which I guess is a good thing. Um, and then by the like very end of it, he's like, the fridge is stocked. Like, take care of yourself. And then Beck I'm a good boyfriend. <laughs> hey, did you know? I'm great. Um, I definitely didn't murder your best friend. <laughs> I definitely haven't murdered everyone you love. Yeah. Um, Don't even worry about it. And then by the end of it, she's Beck asks Joe to stay, and that's where yeah. the the episode ends. <sighs> God, <laughs> it's awful. This whole, you know, though that genre of bad YouTube where it's like people doing challenges where it's like. I, like, stayed in my girlfriend's apartment for 24 hours, oh, and they're just, like, this, like, really ridiculous, like, thumbnails, and it's all fake, and it's just, like, these teens that have, like, 15 million subscribers just, like, uh, she'll never know that I've just been in her home. Yes. That's what this episode was. That's what this whole thing was. Yep, that's exactly right. Oh, my God. So, next week... Is the seventh episode. Wow. Ooh. Um, 
So I had put something here for our patrons, um, yeah. just to kind of to throw an idea out. I I don't know that I knew this before, um, but Stephanie Meyer has a Spotify account where she has playlists for all of her books. Yeah, and I just I just thought that was interesting, and so I thought yeah. we might look at that today for our patrons sure yeah um because it seems important to me yeah um the i'm looking at right now anyways the twilight and playlist um (laughs) and so i would like to first thank aaron salinger our ten dollar sponsor and i'm gonna recommend for you (laughs) Um, from this playlist, I'm Not Okay, I Promise, by My Chemical yeah. Romance. Classic. Shout out to Alex Blythe. Bam, bam, bam. Who's gonna be Creep by Radiohead. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, classic. Um, shout out to Marie Mooney, one of our $10 patrons. And pew, 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 pew. I'm gonna look at the New Moon playlist and what you're gonna be is obviously, honestly, like, one of my favorite songs, Fix You by Coldplay. Like, that's a bop. Oh, my God. <laughs> that, that, like, brings me back to middle school, so. Shout out to Taylor Brown Town Lautner. Bow, bow, bow. Who's gonna be Dreams by the Cranberries. Oh, my that God. That song is too good for this playlist. That's true. <laughs> um, shout out to Katie Weber. You're great. You're important. You're valuable. Um, yeah, I'm looking at the Eclipse playlist now, and you are going to be, obviously, obviously, <laughs> you're going to be, um, I mean, this one's just, it's just plain obvious. You're going to be overweight by Blue October, because, uh, it's got to be Blue October, folks. Sure. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Simon motherfucking Steel. <laughs> Who's I'm in the Midnight Sun place. Oh my god, I wish you would. And there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff in here. Um, I'm gonna say you're hit the floor by Lincoln Park. Oh my god. Tag yourself, yeah. please. Oh me? Oh you. <laughs> um, I gotta listen, I I had a, a big muse phase. I'm gonna go map of the problematique. Great. Um, I'm looking at Stephanie Meyer's Breaking Dawn playlist book two. Yeah. And obviously, folks, I'm going to be Twisted Transitor by Korn. So. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Cornheads, let's go. <laughs> yes. Do you remember, this wasn't long ago, but it was a moment. Do you remember when Korn came out with their own coffee? I do. How could you ever beautiful. forget? I just want people to never forget. <laughs> oh, it's so important. Um, Taylor Brown, Town Lautner has sent me a very important fan fiction to read to you this week. A vision from the great beyond. <laughs> Honestly, a look into Taylor's psyche, if I, must, <laughs> if I do say so myself. Yeah. Um, this was published on May 6th of 2009, almost yeah. exactly a decade ago. It was published wow. by Majestic Night Dreamer on fanfiction.net, and the title of this is The Dangers of Playing Too Many Video Games. The summary goes, this is a true story that happened to me. Don't believe me? See for yourself. 
Um, And it's a very short 300 words, so I'm going to read this to you now. Thank you. I was drinking chocolate milk and playing The Sims like I always do after school, but this time was different. There was something in the atmosphere. It was like it was windy in my living room. (laughs) I made a sim named Edward Cullen, after my all-time favorite vampire, Edward Cullen. (laughs) (laughs) moment I entered, there was something different about him. It was like he knew I existed. I moved him into a deluxe mansion with a swimming pool and a hot tub. I cheated to get him lots of money. I commanded him to garden while wearing his underwear, and he did it gracefully. Um, He looked up at me and winked, and when I told him to take a bubble bath while gardening... This person has a lot of typos. A sim had never done that before, and because it was Edward Cullen, my heart froze. I had a seizure, and when I came out of the seizure, I was in pleasant view. I looked around and recognized the house I had just built for Edward, only I realized I'd forgotten to put wallpaper on one of the walls. Edward was relaxing on the leopard print bed wearing nothing at all. He invited me to join him. Suddenly, I felt compelled to get off the bed and walk over to the dresser. I had to pick out a new everyday outfit, but I no longer had free will. I was wearing my favorite outfit, a dress made out of potato skins. But then I had to change into a French-made outfit, which rode up in all the wrong places. It looked like it had never been cleaned before. Edward also got out of the bed, and then he and I went into the swimming pool, and the next thing I knew, there was no way to get out of the pool. I was swimming and swimming for the rest of my life. And then I died of hunger. And Edward sold my tombstone and sold it for 150 simoleons, which he used to buy his new girlfriend, Bella. End scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure was something. I didn't read this ahead of time. And uh, Taylor, what the fuck? All time favorite vampire. Honestly, I, I named, had a seizure. <laughs> I named him Edward Cullen after my favorite vampire, Edward Cullen. <laughs> That's Ali's next tattoo. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. I want to dunk on this person, but again, like when I was writing shit in 2009 yeah, as a freshman, you wrote this for sure. I I was not majestic night dreamer. Stop. That's it's not just, me. In some form, though. Oh my god. Okay. Well, I feel exposed. I have to go. So, as we say in Seattle, get uh, it and get whipped. Woo. This is an Earbud Media production. You can find us on Twitter at Earbud Media and listen to the rest of our shows. You can find this show on Twitter at Into the Twilight, as well as IntoTheTwilight.show. You can send us an email at IntoTheTwilightShow at gmail.com. You can also become a sponsor of the show or buy some merch at IntoTheTwilight.BigCartel.com. Our art is done by Maddie Padilla, who you can find at YourGhostHost44 on Instagram. And our music is done by Eli Krauss, you can find at EliSauerKrauss and KraussFilms.com. The intro and outro is by KB Smith, you can find at kb underscore underscore smith on twitter you can find ally on twitter at into wild places and you can find me at dyke discourse you've been listening to earbud media production earbud media audio for everyone